0: on this episode of in the rack podcast
1: now that range has since dropped to now the lowest that i've seen is like 187 so you can be a 25 year old man with 190 level testosterone and be told hey you're normal yeah and that's why we don't go through insurance because insurance will not accept you as qualified for treatment. What's the, what's the, what
0: you got in the rack podcast where we provide you with a practical framework for breaking prs in all facets of health and wellness we are just a couple of bros giving you the simple hows in a world of complex wants no filters no scripts no rules just straight talk talk to now let's get into the rack with your hosts dr chad and dr nick we have a great podcast episode for you today i was live just this past weekend at the Perform Better Summit in Providence, Rhode Island with Allie Gilbert. What you're about to hear in today's episode of In the Rack podcast contains explicit language and straight real talk between Allie and Chad and may not be suitable for all listeners. You have been warned. Now, let's get into the rack with the Allie Gilbert. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of In The Rack Podcast. I am your host, Chad. And with me, I have a special guest. It is Allie Gilbert. And we are hanging out in the Perform Better Summit, which is in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, I've been talking to Allie about getting her on the podcast for a little while. And I'm not a huge Zoom fan in terms of like (laughs) really anything. But I was like, dude, we got to do this thing live. And uh, Providence is right down the road for me. And you're going to be up. So I say, let's do it. So we're in the lobby of perform better right now and everybody's in class and we're not. So we're just, we're just having, a good, <laughs> we're going to have a good old conversation here. I, I, um, I first got introduced with Allie in, um, was it January or February? February, February. Um, it was at a conference called coached, um, that was put on by Nick lamb and that was in, was it Orlando? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Orlando. Yeah. Um, and she did a whole talk on the testosterone epidemic and it was a very interesting. I think it was the most interesting talk there, and it gravitated towards me for many reasons, which we'll talk about in today's podcast. But um, I remember when I got there, I'd met a colleague of mine, and we were like going out for lunch. And it was the day, I think it was the day the morning that you were going to speak. I think you spoke in the afternoon. I don't remember. I can't remember either. <laughs> yeah, and we walked out, and you were there in like a pink dress. You're Jacked up pink Jeep, and my colleague was like, Oh, that's Allie Gilbert. And I'm like, Who
1: the I don't hell know is who that? that is.
0: <laughs> I was like, That chick is badass. So I was like, Walking by, I was like, She's got the faux hawk on. I was like, This is great. So come to find out, you did that whole talk on the testosterone epidemic. And I'm like, Damn, this is crazy. This is wild. So I was like, I have to meet this person. And as I'm sitting there um, with uh, one of my colleagues, Nick, and uh, actually another instructor that we had, she's she owns a bar studio down the road from us. She actually came down with us and I was like, I'm just going to go up to her and see if she'll coach me because I could use this. <laughs> this, I feel like she's going to keep me accountable. She's more yoked than I am. So I was like, I got to talk to her. And um, so, yeah, we, we kind of talked and I would say that the one thing that gravitated mainly towards me is uh, not only the whole epidemic about testosterone, which I know we'll get into, but um, I got a family history of prostate cancer. And for me, like that year, was like the year that I was like, all right, I'm gonna take control of my health because I hadn't been to a PCP in like pff, seven, eight years, probably. And my wife's been on me about doing it, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna go do it. Went there, super um, oh, disappointed. We'll call it disappointed with with how I was like treated in the medical system and um, and everything that Allie was saying in her presentation was everything that I had researched, which was also contraindicated about everything that my doctor was telling me. So I'm like, dude, all right, that's it. I got to get a, I got to get a different team here. So, um, that was really the main reason why I I approached Allie and Allie is, I mean, she is the queen of men's health. I think (laughs) that's your, that's your title for sure. Not Um,
1: self-proclaimed. Somebody did dub me that. So
0: whether it is or it isn't, it's probably (laughs) true. Um, but she's also uh, a coach. Um, she's a trainer and she's, um, she's well-educated in male hormone optimization. So um, that was the main thing that kind of drew me into her. And I know a lot of people are like, even the my current patients and clients are like, dude, you have a coach? I'm like, yeah, man, I have a coach. I was like, how hypocritical would I be if I wasn't telling you to do something and then my coach is telling me to do something and I don't do it. So it's like every, I believe, and I know you said this before, but it's every, I believe every good coach should have their own coach. I mean, it does take the bias out of the training for sure. And I know that Allie um, definitely prescribes me exercises that I would never prescribe myself um, because I hate them. Some of them. <laughs> most um, of them. Most of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, and I always tell this to my patients and clients too. I'm like, the ones you hate the most are probably the ones that are best for you. Um, and that's that's my philosophy anyways. But, yeah, Allie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself since I I... <laughs> I'm kind of rambling here. so well, I thought like...
1: you were going to say that you're so drawn to me because of my entertaining personality and yes. that I'm just incredibly funny, which I think I am.
0: Well, you were, and I think the faux hawk, like, totally drew me in there, too. I was like, Definitely. we had this, like, Dawn. we already had this, like, you know, commonality. I was like, I have to meet this person. Not many times you can meet a person that also has a a a, a sweet do, you know? <laughs> So, I think
1: we discussed hair products, Yeah, too. We, del- we totally <laughs> did. I was like,
0: what do you use? What do I use? What do you use?
1: Johnny so, Slicks. Johnny
0: Slicks. Yep. Um,
1: so it's funny because, like, everyone then always is like, all right, how, how do you go to men's health as a fitness professional and a female at that? And uh, it was from golf fitness. So basically started specializing in golf fitness in, like, 2008. Went through all three TPI levels, and my entire clientele was men so i soon realized just as you acknowledged men do not go to the doctor ever and all the conversations were about uh trying to optimize their hormones but they're taking like random supplements that they you know heard about on the internet or just like saw at vitamin shop or something like test boosters yeah and yeah. i was like yeah none of that shit works so uh someone has to handle this and being a female, it, it, it was like a female acknowledging that you may experience certain male issues that are very, very common, but might not be normal at any age. And I'm also not, I'm not their wife and I'm not a family member pushing them because we all know that whether it's your spouse or somebody that you're related to or whoever, they will not listen to you when it comes to some sort of coaching. That's why, like, my husband, I have him work with somebody else because I will not go there. (laughs) Totally. I
0: do the same thing. I don't treat my family. (laughs) Yes. You know, you just can't do it. You have to take the bias out for sure.
1: Exactly. So I was like, this is a cool niche that I don't think anybody really has. So I learned everything I could about men's hormones. And uh, that's kind of how I landed in, like, the testosterone replacement, like, area uh, of the fitness world.
0: I love it. Yeah. And and I mean... I will say that. I mean, it's funny that you say like, well, all those natural supplements that don't work. But I will say when I first got into working out, this was back in, in my high school days, and that was in 299, 99.
1: Yeah, that's when I graduated. 90s. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, 10 years. Ago. That was back when I first started getting into fitness, and I was like, popping hydroxy cut to lose weight. That shit worked. It did oh, work. Oh, it did. Um, that doesn't work anymore, unfortunately. They took it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you had like everything pretty much that was in the plastic case behind the behind the the counter worked. Yes. You know, nowadays it, it doesn't. But it's, it's kind of funny because, I mean, I was like the fat pudgy kid growing up. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's it. I'm taking control of this. You Were know you mean? really? I was, I swear. Yep. I didn't get into working out until I was uh, my... S- junior year in high school like i didn't get serious into it until i was like my freshman year in college huh yep
1: i wouldn't peg you as a chubby kid
0: i know i know i was i was so i was like i gotta do it so i probably took it a little too far i went a little wild and i think i went from like 180 pounds to, like 150 pounds in like like three months at age like 16 <laughs> which was probably not super healthy Not at all. um you know looking back on it now <laughs> um but that was kind of like what drew me into there and, and kind of what drew me into like you know health and fitness if you will Mm -hmm. you know what I mean but um no I I I appreciate the fact that you're like um very honest you're very truthful like you know you're you're pretty much said it say it straight you know and that was what kind of drew me to you in that conversation um that we had not only after the talk but also during the talk you know calling men out you know and it's it's funny because my my wife is a pelvic health rehab specialist she does women's pt and uh after talking to her, I'm like, man, women are no better. They're, they're just as bad, you know? And it's it's funny that a lot of the stuff that you talk about um, goes, it's like people are very silent about this stuff, right? Like they don't talk about it, especially the guys, right? And you have to hear it from the wives, but it's, I mean, I don't, I don't hear about it. My wife hears about it all the time. I'm like, man, there's so many women out there that haven't been sexually active in years. Whose fault is it? I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, so it's like, know. yeah. So it's like, you know, how many more of these men are dealing with these issues, but they're just not saying anything because it's like a sign of weakness or whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So many. I mean, it's like a lot of my conversations happen in the DMs because of this sensitivity. But there are guys that will comment on a lot of my posts and everything and then come up to me after talks and stuff, especially the younger kids because. You would think like, okay, if I have some sort of erectile dysfunction or like premature ejaculation or even low sex drive and I'm 27 years old, I must have something wrong with me. Right. And that's what they think. And it's really not something's wrong with them per se. It's more that this is a very common problem happening at a younger age because guys are showing up with lower and lower testosterone levels for a various number of reasons. Some of that being lifestyle, our society, all this stuff. And then they're petrified to try to change any of that because now there's this movement to try to eradicate masculinity from mm-hmm. Earth, which I am very opposed to. And when I bring that up in talks, I think the young kids are like, she's going to go on a rampage about toxic masculinity. <laughs> and I'm more like, I hate that term. And they're like, oh. And I do hate that term because it, it, it's stupid. And I think people can be toxic. It doesn't have to mean man, Men. And so any characteristic or trait that is considered more male being assertive and aggressive and and alpha tends to be looked at as a negative thing. So guys are kind of lost as to what their role in society is as women have become more independent and then this other movement on top of that. So they become paralyzed as to what do I do next? Do I investigate this problem? Do I just live with it? Do I not say anything? And they're not going to talk about it in the locker room at the gym. Because that's not what they do. Right. Women will talk about stuff like that. Sure. Men do not. Absolutely As you true. know, you're a man. Absolutely true. So, talking to guys about this, all they tell me is thank you for bringing this up. Thank you for making me not feel like I'm alone in dealing with this. You know, this is something I've been dealing with forever. And forever for someone in their 20s this is since they're like 2021. 20, but if you think about it, kids are home playing video games, they're isolated, they're they have social anxiety, you know, stuff like that. Of course, they're gonna be scared to talk about this with anybody. Right. So yeah, it it is not normal, but yeah, it is very common and it is sensitive, and it is something that I tell guys like, yo, there is nothing that is TMI in my world. <laughs> I am as you said, yeah, you very, that
0: right off the bat.
1: <laughs> very direct, very <laughs> crass, like I don't know any other way to be besides unfiltered. So it. It, it could be offensive to some people, but people who are not offended they gravitate toward me and it's cool. Yeah. Like you, that's right. you know, I can talk to yep. you and not worry about like using certain words that might be offensive or yep. whatever. Like you're just chat.
0: I, I say like, I mean, we've said it back and forth. It's like, you're like my bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we'll just, <laughs> just, you're like, I got you, bro. And I'm like, you're right. You do. You do. You know what I mean? I feel like I can have that, that conversation, that relationship with you where it's like, you're just another one of the guys, you know what I mean? That I can just have that conversation with. But I think, do you feel that more guys open up to you because you have that presence, but you're also female?
1: I think so. Yeah. Because when I first started specializing, in, I don't know what the word is, but like people would be like, oh, are guys afraid to talk to you because you're a woman? And I was like, uh, no. Yeah. So I, I mean, I haven't gotten any resistance yet. Um, and I didn't look at it that way because... I think of myself as one of the guys. It's funny because like I've always gotten along with guys more. I think growing up as a tomboy and just being athletic and stuff like that. So, you know, thank God my husband totally understands it because it's like all I'm doing is talking to dudes all day, like about very, you know, sexual topics often and all that stuff. But I think they do feel comfortable because I can diffuse the awkward part of that. Right. And it's not an ego thing when they're talking to another guy about it. You know, a lot of them feel embarrassed when they go to the doctor and the doctor may bring it up or or will dismiss it and say, oh, right. you don't have low T. You don't have, you know, you're depressed. And then it just breaks them down even further. Well, well you're not going to bring it up again if right. somebody dismisses it. That's right. You know, so um, I think that in my direct nature makes them, I guess, more open.
0: That's awesome. They say yeah. I'm easy to talk
1: to. I don't know. I would say, yeah, that's, their word that's very true.
0: I I think you are. I mean, it's obviously this conversation is going to be super easy. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. Just, yeah. So I want to talk a little bit more about your presentation in Florida that I that I had the privilege of watching because I ended up writing an article um, a few months after that because it hit me like pretty home, close to home in terms of the trend with testosterone. Um and there was one picture that you put up there, which I always end up I, I found it and I put it on my article and it scared one of my patients so shitless that <laughs> he actually ended up contacting you and now you're he's your client. But um it's 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 pretty real when you look at it. And now all I can think about is all these high school kids that come in and see me and I'm like, damn, there's another one. You oh know? it's the evolution of the what the physique looked like. Yeah. Oh by God, like yeah. what twenty forty, they're yeah. gonna be they turning Men are turning more and more and more into, like, female, if you will, you know, uh, in terms of their physique for sure. And and the lab values are showing that too. And I think it was very interesting and eye-opening for me to, because I, I didn't know lab values really, really well. I was mm-hmm. never, like, really educated on it. And when you had gone over that, and it feels like as we adapt and evolve with society, these testing centers are doing the same thing. Um, and you know, I'm sure there's some financial gain there so that these insurance don't have to reimburse for TRT or whatever it may be. But like, I feel like part of that too is like, well, we just want people to feel normal. So we're just going to slide the scale just slightly over so that people, most people can, can fit there, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's funny. I had a, uh, a client not too long ago and, uh, he actually is getting his, his lab values done and his testosterone was like, he said it was like just over 300. And I'm like, you know, that's still on the lower side. I was like, what's your doctor? And he's like, oh, he's going to retest it in a few more weeks. I'm like, all right, well, um, maybe we should try and look at this. Let's, let's get it tested again. Let's just see. But I think you and I need to talk, you know, going further. I mean, he's, he's a little overweight for sure. So I know that there's things that he could do that could help him. Um, but I also think that, you know, if it was 10, 15 years ago, he'd be low. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's funny that, you know, we can be low now and it's okay, but 10, 15 years ago, it was not. And that was pretty eye-opening for me. And it's like, you know, trying to compare yourself to your father or your grandfather, like, things are different. Oh and you can, I, I can see it, you know what I mean, Yeah. in, in the new generations that are coming through. Um, and that was, like, huge for me to see that yeah usually
1: that scares it's super
0: scary when you think about it because now i see it and i'm just like man that kid yep that kid's definitely gonna have some issues you know what i mean like when they when they come through because they're just lining up and looking exactly like the picture and i'm like damn that's scary
1: they have female fat storage patterns that they never had before i mean even their attitudes too you know like it stems from um childhood where now like you know a lot of kids get enrolled in martial arts which i think's fantastic but then at the same time we're telling young boys not to fight right and granted a lot of bullying nowadays takes place on the internet not so much on the playground when we grow up grew up but um that it's it has to do also with the chemicals and the environment and stuff like that so it's almost like to say that it's a losing war the rest of your life is true and it sounds a little bit like cavalier but I have always said, and I quoted myself on my last talk, put it on a slide, which probably looks weird, but I'm like, I know it's weird to quote yourself, but (laughs) my opinion is most men will and should end up on testosterone replacement when they get older. It just is attached to so many social stigmas and all these taboo things that it's something they can't wrap their head around quite yet, but it's really just replacing what your body should biologically be producing. And this is happening, like I said, at earlier and earlier ages because the way kids are developed through uh, being in the womb and after. And it has a lot to do with the chemicals that the mother's exposed to, whether she tries to avoid it or not. Uh, something called phthalates, which uh, causes like, y- you can be a pregnant woman and affecting the sperm in your child when he's an adult, which seems like far-fetched hmm. and really stupid and woo-woo, but yeah, like right. there is something to be said for that. Now, if you take a kid and and raise him in a way where he's active and put him through sports and stuff like that, his chances of suffering consequences from that are a little bit less, but it is crazy to think what the future physique of a child looks like. And you start to see that in adults in America as well, just with how unhealthy and out of shape our society is. And I even said, like, our society is so out of shape that anybody who does have visible muscle, people are like, oh, they're on steroids. Yep. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, there's like we're watching the, the Abercrombie documentary.
0: I just saw that the other day.
1: Okay, so you're gonna know exactly. I know exactly what, what you are talking about. The models, right? The yep. models when when we were in high school, and our mothers could not stand the smell of the perfume and Abercrombie yep. and the loud music. So the models would be considered completely shredded and yep. jacked nowadays. Yep. And I was just like, that was the the most the biggest thing that stuck out to me watching that, and I was like, are you kidding me? And and now it's like you see anybody like that, like I I'm sure you just yep. like me. Do you compete? Do you do CrossFit? Like time. you have to be training for something because yep. you that's can't right. just look like that. That's right.
0: Why would you do that? It <laughs> makes no sense. It's funny because um, this brings up uh, what like two months ago. I think I hit you up. I was in a water park with my kids, and um, I almost felt insecure to take my shirt off. <laughs> I remember that's that. so fucked up. It like, is. I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, oh, man, everybody else around me is just so not in good shape, and I'm like, I just don't want to be that guy right now, but whatever you know what i mean so like i don't want my kids to i want my kids to see it because i want them to notice Mm -hmm. that that's weird dad's why is dad in so much better shape than 90 percent of the dudes in this pool like that's not cool you know um but it does it makes it it brings it it brings another level of insecurity for the people that are actually taking care of themselves you know and that whole like you know dad bod thing is like kind of getting overused you know and and you were like, oh, how many people came up to you and were like, oh, I used to look like you, man, yeah. yeah, before I had kids. And I'm like, I've got three kids. They're actually right up there, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what your excuses." is. I know. So it's like, and, and I run a business. So it's like, it, it's really just prioritizing and making the time, right? Um, but we get trapped into like um, making up excuses and us just making it feel better mm-hmm. for us to think that. That's just like, okay, like we're just convincing ourselves that that's just what it is.
1: Yeah. You you see that a lot. And now, granted, not everyone wants to look like you and I want to look, right. which is totally fine. Exactly. But even to look a level or a few below still requires a certain level of discipline and prioritization and not, you know, saying certain excuses. A lot of people will realize, oh, I have kids. That's my reason. That's not my excuse. Sure. So they'll channel their energy toward that. But it is weird to be the outlier in any public environment Yeah, <laughs> when it used to not be like that in like the 80s. It's so
0: funny because <laughs> my wife will say like, whenever we're out like that, my wife is like, I just like to walk behind you and just watch everybody just like stare. Like, And she goes, you know who it is, Chad? And I'm like, who? She goes, it's the guys. The, guys. the girls could give a shit. And yep. I'm like, "Yeah, it sucks.
1: Cause that's, <laughs> it's
0: kind of why I'm doing this now. I'm just kidding. But like, it's it's kind of funny when, when she says that and I'm like, it's funny how you notice that. I don't notice it. You know what I mean? But she notices it cause it's on her radar. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? She just gets a kick out of it, you know? Um, but oh, again, that's, it's, yeah,
1: it's hilarious. I said like, are most of the guys coming up to you yep. <laughs> because that's usually what happens Yeah,
0: every time, every single time. But yeah, it, it really does. I don't know. I mean, it, it, anytime I go anywhere, actually, when I was at the, uh, the, the conference there in, in Florida, um, you know, do you know, Andrew Coates? Yeah. Yeah. He came up to me and he's like, I just gotta shake your hand, man. I'm like, cool. I was <laughs> like, why? What did I do? He's like, You're like the biggest guy in the room right now. I'm like, Well, you're bigger than I am, but that's cool. And he goes, Nah, he's like, but I bet you everybody does that. Everywhere you go, I was like, dude, every conference that I go to, like, I get picked out somewhere. Somewhere. Somebody picks me out of the audience. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, whatever. I'm just used to it, you know? Um, but it's it's something that I've had to learn to deal with and I've always been like the the shy person mm-hmm. until I had to not be, you know. Oh. So I've I've gotten used to being uncomfortable, or yeah, uncomfortable or comfortable being in uncomfortable positions. I
1: know what you mean. Um, yeah,
0: so uh, I've I think that's kind of forced me to to say I don't really care. You know what I mean? Just do it. <laughs> like everybody just like likes to poke fun. I'm like the poke fun guy um, because I can take it. I get some pretty thick skin. So
1: you have to. Yeah because have to. That's what our clients deal with is like the peer pressure, the social comments, like. I mean, even here, people make fun of me, like, for not drinking or, you know, like, oh, are you searching out protein and stuff like that? Like, (laughs) all right, you know, I totally get it. Like, it's totally fine. But also, like, you have to realize, too, when someone sees somebody with muscle, that is automatic respect. So you you automatically think that is discipline. That's hard work. Like, you acknowledge it. Yeah. At least I totally do that.
0: Like go, kind of going back onto what you were saying about, you know, the discipline and, you know, I know we've had this conversation many times where it's like, you know, everybody, like I have a certain avatar, a certain clientele that likes to see me, right. For whether it's training or PT, like I just gravitate towards that person uh, and that's fine. Um, but they all come in they're like, I just want to look like you. And I'm like, that's cool. You can do that, but it all depends on how far you want to take it because this is what I do Monday through Sunday. So like, if you're willing to do that, then you can do it too, you know? And I don't think many people realize what's actually involved. Like you were saying, like, yeah, I don't drink. Like I brought two meals with me today. Mm -hmm. I just ate a meal not too long ago and I'm taking my Tupperware out because that's what I do, you know, and I'm the weird guy while everybody's ordering burgers and fries. So that's cool. Like, but don't complain to me that you don't look the way you don't want to look. Right. So it just all depends on how far you want to take it. You know, and I think there is, you're right. It's, it's a level of respect because the people that can understand, only the people that have been there or are there or understand what it takes to get there can respect the process.
1: A thousand percent. And yeah. that's why, like in my intake form, you, you saw, I ask what is a photo of someone you want to look like? Mm-hmm. Cause that gives me more of an understanding because someone like you, if you say, I want to be shredded, I know what that means. Right if somebody else says, I want to be shredded, that could mean they just want to see two abs. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm thinking what you and I yeah. think of as shredded. So I'm like, oh my God, the commitment for this is going to be enormous. Whereas somebody just wants to see a couple abs show. Okay. That's a lot easier in quotations, uh, than it would be to be what I call Dick skin lean. Yep. So
0: yep. big difference. It, it's not <laughs> easy. And I'm going to be honest, like it's, uh, it's kind of weird at first when you get to that level because I'm, I'm finally there. It took me a little while. I mean, I tried it like a couple years ago, but I didn't really have somebody like you pushing me to get there. But I sent you that video not too long ago and I'm like... <laughs> this is so weird You're like, like weird like, it's like dick what, skin. The, what the hell With <laughs> like these veins i said my i showed my wife the text because i i showed her the uh the video that i sent <laughs> you and you were like i see dick skin and I, my wife just started laughing
1: because <laughs> I, I was like, like <laughs> if, if anyone ever saw this text out of context <laughs> they'd be like what is going on here but it's oh. like hilarious because it's like like i totally see as like Veins, veins, like people who get excited about veins, like it's like this underground, like, you know, understanding of like, totally, like you totally get it. But it it is weird. And now that you have gotten there, and you're starting to get there, you're just like, right, oh, my God, this is completely different. And I think the difference too, is like, same thing, because I've had a coach for five years, where as soon as we start to get there, and then maybe something happens where we stall or something we don't like happens, we make a knee jerk reaction decision. And then backpedal and then do something stupid. Yeah. Whereas having a coach allows you to kind of stay the course or talk you off the ledge or yell at you or just be like, nope, just keep going. It's going to happen. Yeah. Which I think is huge because I don't know, I can't do my own decisions. Like
0: I can't either. And that's the main reason why I want you as a coach, because it's like, I don't want to have to plan out what I'm eating in terms of like my macros. Like, I don't want to have to think about what I'm going to be you know, working out each week. Everybody's like, you don't even design your own programs? I was like, I used to. I honestly, do I have the time? Yes, but I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I'm so busy with everything else. Like, it really does take time away from my day. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to have to think about it. I just want it to be there. And this is what I'm doing this day. This is what I'm doing tomorrow. I know it's already set out. You know what I mean? And then it changes, you know, every four to six weeks or whatever. And then I know I'm ready for the next phase or whatever it may be. Or, you know, you're like, hey, so what's your goal for the next phase here? And I'm like, <laughs> keep getting leaner. You're yeah. like, all right, let's do it. So, and it's so funny because everybody's just like, what do you got to be more lean for? You're already pretty lean. I'm like, listen, it's a challenge for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, when somebody's preparing for like soccer or for like a sport, like nobody says, oh, why are you doing that? It's like, I want to so get, true. my my sport is becoming, you know, lean. It's working out, right? Like your sport may be soccer or basketball. So like, you know, it's different. But it's the same. It's the same when when yeah. you're looking at it, right? I
1: like I like that analogy because it's like, all right, I'm I'm old, I can't really focus. Because <laughs> I I played soccer in college, I would like to get back to it. And I said to my coach, "Can I can I play?" And he's like, "What do you want to look like?" And I was like, "Yeah," because I risk getting hurt, you know. And God forbid if that happens and I can't train, then can't really look like the way I want, you know. But all right, I'd rather look a certain way and pack on a lot of muscle. And, That's right you know,
0: and that's, that's my goal. Right. So yeah. like, it's, and I think that's, that's the fun part about it. Right. Like I don't care to play a sport right now. I'm fine with that. Like I already did that, you know, now I'm on to the next phase. And like you said, I feel like I can, um, I can manage my injuries better this way. Like, you know, I'm not at risk for hurting. Well, I mean, I'm always, you're always going to be at risk for hurting yourself. Right. But like, you know, I've got three kids at home, like I have this much time to work out during the day. I don't Mm -hmm. have time to like play weekend tournaments and all that other stuff. So it's like, it really, you know, it's a passion. It has to be a passion for you to, to want to take it to that level for sure.
1: Yeah. And professionally to look the part helps. Right. Totally. People will say it doesn't, but it does.
0: Yeah, it it totally does. (laughs) And you know, for anybody that says they're not coming to me because I look like I work out is a liar.
1: (laughs) Dude, I back that up Thousand percent.
0: I mean, if, and, and I say this and it's not like I say it to be mean, but like I have some PT colleagues that are not in the greatest shape, right? And mm-hmm. that's, that's their choice. Right. But don't tell somebody to do something and then you don't do it yourself. Like that's yeah. one thing I can tell my clients and my patients be like, Hey, listen, this is how much protein you have to take. This is what you have to do for training. This is what I want you to do. And I wouldn't tell you to do anything and I don't already do myself. You know what I mean? So it's like, how can, how can I hold you accountable if I can't even be accountable to myself? So, yeah, I think that's like the the reason why I, you know, I feel like I get as good a results I do with with my patients and clients because they they know it, they see it. I mean, they see me eating during the day. They just like if they're just like hanging out there doing exercises, like I'll just be sitting there eating out of my food. They're like, "What's on the menu for today?" You know what, <laughs> what I mean? I'm like the same as the other day. The same. That's what shit. I do.
1: Yeah, I totally respect that too, and, and I think it, it's um. Uh, shit. I was going to make a really good comment and now I forgot. Damn it. That's all right. What were we talking about? We we're talking about looking the part.
0: Yeah. Looking the part.
1: All right. I'll think of it again. It totally escaped do
0: you, me. Do you, do well, on, on that topic of conversation, do you think that, um, people take you more seriously because of your physique?
1: Oh, now I remember what I was going to say. I think yes, because the the meathead that i am mo- i i would say like we could probably make a good blanket statement most women want to look really lean and toned i guess would be the term guys would like to look like me more so than right. than women and and i'm not saying that in any other like grandizing statement other than the way I want to look and the way I present myself as wanting to add muscle and get bigger. And I'm like jealous of your biceps, right? (laughs) So versus like some chicks. So I think that attitude and the dedication, at least this is what they've said to me. This is not me being presumptuous. This is what they said. Like, I want your abs or, you know, I want to train like you do. Or they'll see me post the lift and they'll, they'll right. be like, I can't deadlift what <laughs> what you do. <laughs> so I want to do that. And, and I'm like, cool, because yeah. I love like the process of, you know, Like recently I gained 11 pounds, got a shit ton stronger, and now I'm cutting again. That whole cycle of being able to add muscle, add strength, and then you can lean out, you know, that only happens when you allow yourself to gain weight and then cut down again. So I think that people see that I take myself through that process with a coach so they trust that I can actually do that with them because I believe in the product of coaching, like you said, and I'm also willing to show this is me gaining weight, this is me leaning out. I never used to do that. I used to be very, very, um, uh, insecure about showing pictures of me gaining weight. Sure. And then when I came out of my photo shoot prep in the spring, I was like, I'm going to be very open on Instagram about this. And I started showing as I gained weight and then I got booted off Instagram, which is another story. (laughs) But then when I I came back, uh, I was like, I was like in my mind, hefty. And I was like, (laughs) All oh, right, right. So I'm filling out and I would do all the side by side photos and I'm like 10, you know, 12 pounds heavier or whatever. And I was like, I'm actually having fun in the gym. And you know, I know the weight will come off. And then I showed as I started cutting and people pay more attention when you're cutting because you're showing more totally. lines and stuff. But it was like terrifying for me to do that. But then also hugely liberating because you're actually being very transparent. And there's a reason that I'm gaining weight and this is why. And this is what happens. And when you focus on it, you actually don't turn into this blob because people are like, you still have abs and you still like have shape. And I'm like, yeah, yeah because you don't have to be a slob. That's right. At eating, you know, six million calories. Dirty bulking. Yeah, because <laughs> what happens is what we've all done where most guys at least will dirty bulk. Yep. And then they realize, shit. I'm fat, and now they have to crash diet, so they lose any of the muscle that they put on, and then they're like, now I'm too small, and I don't have enough muscle in the areas that I want, and they don't like how they look. Well, the same thing happens to women. If you eat like an asshole, and then you gain all this weight, and then you're like, I'm going to crash diet it all off, then yeah, you're going to be a smaller version of the shape you don't like. That's right. If you do it intelligently, you're just adding size in places where in clothes, you'll still look really good. With your clothes off, you may not be as comfortable, but you'll still actually look pretty good comparatively. Right. right. that That's, so.
0: int- I mean, that the whole science behind all that is super interesting. You know what I mean? and, and it's fascinating. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a huge mind shift for a lot of people to understand that like, yeah, you actually have to eat to gain muscle and you, there are certain ways that you can eat, even mm-hmm. though you're eating just as many calories and guess what? You will not get fat. You know what I mean? It's like, it's huge, huge for some people. Some people just can't get over that hump you know what i mean it's hard Um, guys and girls it's hard to sell totally
1: most women think they have to eat 1200 calories right and now the number for guys because you and like i think six others in the last year came to be eating like 1800 yeah and i'm just like why is this the man number but whatever it's the man number because that's what you guys default to because everybody thinks if i eat less and train more i'll look like how i want And so then when that comes to a halt, then we're like, we don't know what the hell to do. Yep. And so ask backwards from what we all think, I add calories and I take training away. And if they freak out, I remind them, you came to me for a reason. That's right. This is what I do with the majority of people. So I don't really get a lot of guys who are overweight. I get guys who are, I don't look like the way I want. Yeah. And they have like mismatched body comp. Yeah. And so like someone like yourself, you just want to take to the next level. That's right. And that still involves eating more because sure. you have to get your body into a position where it feels safe to lose fat again. That's right. Because where else would you have gone? Sub thousand calories like that right. would have been miserable.
0: And it's funny because I did that for years on end where I would be and that was probably hindering me for sure, where, you know, with you, you've had me kind of go up and then come down and then down and then up and then down. And it's like, I wouldn't normally do that. You know what I mean? I would just stay consistent, you know, yeah. cuz you would think that that would be beneficial and and it can be, but like I don't think it's as optimal as as it could be in terms of you cuz your body like it it reacts different. I'm sure everybody's body works differently. You know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. how they respond to the refeeds and all that other stuff, but like um I would have never have thought that taking me to 1800 calories that I could still maintain the muscle that I have, but lose the fat you know what i mean Mm -hmm. without being like i don't want to like lose because that was my biggest fear that's why i never wanted to cut my calories because i didn't want to lose all the muscle that i had gained (laughs) worked so hard for over the years you know what i mean but again another mind shift that you have to get over um but you know it all but that's why you have a coach right because like you know i know better but like i won't do it do you know what i mean like I need somebody yep. else to do it for me. That way, if it fucks up, I can be like, Allie, what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Because the minute that you feel fluffy, then that's yeah. when like we start going downhill again. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, like, funny. It's funny because like, because I'm five three, and I, I don't know how much I weigh now. I'm, I'm like around sixty two kilos, and at my leanest, I was like fifty eight kilos last year. I'm almost just as lean, but I'm three to four kilos heavier. Like, right. it's It's weird, right? So when I came to Luke, my coach, I was eating 1,100 calories, but I lived at 1,100 calories. Right, right. So now if we diet, when we get into the thick of it, like three weeks out, I'm at 1,100 calories, but yep. only for like two to three weeks. And then he pulls me out of it. And that's why you can go sub 2,000 calories, right. but you don't have to live there. That's right. And then you get pulled right out of it. And the funny thing is people will freak the fuck yeah, out. I believe like, it. Like we never disclosed how low he took me. So whoever's listening to this, you can... To tell the whole internet, like, whatever. <laughs> but we never disclosed it because people would be like, oh, that's too low. You're going to have metabolic damage yeah. and all this stuff. And I'm like, you're really not. Like, yeah. if you don't live there and add exercise on top of that and you do it the right way, you actually have to be uncomfortable, hungry, and feel like shit to get to the next level of leanness. Right. You know? So that's the difference between, like, the living at 1100 or 1800 for months on end Or actually doing it just for a short amount of time. And that's why you have to get your calories higher. Because then when you start to pull calories, the fat will just come off versus if you came to 1800 and I was like, well, I'm too scared to take Chad any higher because I don't want him to hate me. So we're going to go to 1600 calories (laughs) and then he looks smaller and he'll really hate me.
0: Man, if I got to like, I don't even know what I would do. I don't even know what I would change. Like I would, I, I mean, obviously I could eat less. Um, but man, I'm, I feel like I'm at rock bottom right now on the 1800 <laughs> you and I'm are. like, cause when you brought me to, it was 1850 and then you're like, all right, we're going to go down. It's only like 50 more calories. And I'm like, Just for a little bit, where am I going to find 50 fucking calories? <laughs> like I already did what I could do to get to 1850 and now I got to drop 50 more. So I'm like, all right, that's really not that much, but it's, it's enough where I literally woke up and I was like, holy shit, I'm super hungry. And it was only 50 calories. You know what I mean? Um, it only lasts for a day or two and then it goes away but like it's just getting over that i think that's the hardest thing for people to kind of get over is that like transition you know huge um,
1: but because you're consistent as fuck right you felt that 50 calorie job. oh i could feel it most people would would not know the difference because yep. 50 calories is like two tablespoons of like some sort of sauce yep so and they I don't res- really track that consistently. Oh, yeah. you know? i respond
0: super quick to it too because it's like. I think it was like a week, week and a half. And I was like, dude, what the hell? Like, I can't believe like how much more I just dropped. And I didn't lose like a whole ton of weight, like maybe a pound, maybe two tops. You know what I mean?
1: But for somebody of your leanness, that's a lot.
0: Right. Totally. So the
1: leaner you get, the slower you want the weight loss to be. That's
0: right. Yeah. Right? And it was just totally different than what I'm used to. And that's why I was like, damn. Even my wife was like, Chad, what the fuck? She gets so <laughs> pissed off. She Actually, the other day she was like, Chad, I don't think I want you to get any more lean. I can start to see it in your face now. And it's like, I'm like, okay, relax. relax.
1: <laughs> You're like Skeletor <laughs> face. Yes. Like everyone uh, knows that. Totally. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> going to happen. It's going to happen. We'll be going up soon. Don't worry. I know.
0: No, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm having a blast. So I, I want to kind of, I know I could talk about this with you for hours because we're just going to bro out about all this, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to get back to um, your testosterone talk. What, ki- what kind of drove me to you? Um, and the points that you were hitting that kind of really resonated with me. And, and a lot of that was based off prostate, the prostate stuff that you were talking Mm -hmm.
1: about.
0: And, uh, so my father had prostate cancer, his father had prostate cancer. My dad ended up having his prostate removed. My grandfather did not. Um, so it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I should probably get it checked out. And my doctor brought me through the whole thing he's like, well, we don't really have to check your PSA because your dad was diagnosed when he was 65. I was like, yeah, but my grandfather had it. My dad had it. Probably going to have it. And he was like, well, the rule is that if he was like 10 10 years previous to the year that you got diagnosed or age 50, whichever comes first, Mm -hmm. and it would have been 50. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I don't really know if I want to wait. 10 more years, 12 more years to get that done. So could I just do it now? He's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can run it. We can run it. That's fine. So we ran it. And I'm like, all right, well, we didn't run anything else, you know? And I remember him, and I've told you this before, but it's like the last comment that he made, well, after he told me to go on a Mediterranean diet, he said... Um, just make sure that whatever you do, Chad, you don't do anything that's going to increase your natural testosterone levels because that's, and I said, why, why, why so? And he said, well, it's going to increase your risk for prostate cancer. You already have have a family history of it. So I said, okay, pretty sure that's not true because I know I looked that all up and that's not true. And when you had gone through your talk, everything that you had said contradicted everything my PCP said. So I'm like, all right, I got to talk to Allie about this more. So we did. And she's like, "Hey, you know, yep, I'm gonna coach you. We're gonna do all this." She goes, "You should get your labs checked." I said, "Okay." So I ended up. Um, you use um, uh,
1: private private MD, MD thank yeah. you.
0: And and I ended up I ended up going through them, got an, like an affiliate code and all that other stuff. Um, didn't end up needing it because I ended up going through um, Justin through the Restore Clinic, which was actually recommended by you because I had a follow up appointment with my doctor and it was by Zoom mm-hmm. and he didn't show up to it. I was like, well, that's really cool. I would like to go over my labs. Like he tested me for other things that I would have liked to have known the answer for and um, rescheduled it for the next week. Didn't show up for the second one. I said, okay, I'm done. I'm done with the medical system. That's it. So then I hit you up. I said, hey, anybody that you would recommend that I could see that could take care of me. That actually gives a shit, mm-hmm. you know? And you, so you referred me to Justin. Well, Justin ran labs, and then he saw those labs, and then ran other labs because there were other things that needed to be addressed, right? So I went in thinking that I was like, all right, I got to get my prostate checked. This is good. My prostate comes back awesome, but he's like, hey, Chad, looks like you probably could have a thyroid issue. So I'm like, okay, cool. So <laughs> which... <laughs> I'm not like totally shocked about because my mom's got thyroid stuff, but it wasn't like triggering on me because I was more worried about the prostate. So I was like, he's like, all right, we got to run these labs. Let's just make sure that those look good before we go any further. So I'm like, all right, cool. Well, they end up coming back like super high. You know, he's like, Chad, you got Hashimoto. So I'm like, cool. What is that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, sounds cool. (laughs) I only knew a little
0: bit about it because when I was at that conference, Molly talked a little bit about her journey through that. So I was familiar with it a little bit. And uh, so it's not like anything I'm worried about, but it's like something that could have totally been addressed that got overlooked. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Justin, do you think it's possible that my mom could have that too? He's like, yep, probably. He's like, but she's been treated by thyroid medication for years. It probably doesn't even matter now. And I'm like, yep, you're probably right. You're probably right. It probably doesn't. I said, but think about all the people that get misdiagnosed with things. You know what I mean? So now I've got Justin on my team. I've got you on my team. And I feel like I'm pretty well taken care of. And- Yes, I had to go outside the network, but that's fine. I'm cool with that. Like yeah. that's what we do here at ProForm. Like what kind of hypocrite would I be if I didn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm cool with that. Like if I know I'm getting the right care, then I'm fine with paying the money for it, right? So, um I think some of that is bringing on awareness to people to say, "Hey, listen, if you don't feel like you're getting the right care, you need to find somebody that is going to give you that right care." And, and Justin's in Tennessee, he's not anywhere near me, you know, and I get more from him out of a one hour Zoom call than I do from from all of my doctor's appointments put together. So um, and you're available pretty much anytime. Mm -hmm. So
1: (laughs) just for you, though. just for me, just for me, it'll be
0: like nine o'clock at night getting texts from Allie talking about meathead shit. (laughs) Um, But so that and then I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about um, labs in terms of like hormone like optimization panels right like Mm -hmm. what like if somebody gets a panel like what should they be looking for like i know like big things especially my you know journey through all this like looking at free test you know um uh sex hormone binding globulin looking at you know your estradiol levels and all that other stuff right like what are the things that i know there's a lot a lot of things matter right but like in terms of your experience with testosterone, like what are the main things that these guys should be looking at when they're looking at their results? Like, say they want to do it on their own, or they have some old ones from their doctor, and the doctor totally missed something, which is possible.
1: Yes, well, very you, possible. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so usually, like going through somebody who is within your network of insurance, they're going to do very basic lab panels. And and the analogy that I use is if you've ever gone to a nightclub and ordered bottle service then you understand that the bottle does not cost $600 at the liquor store. Mm-hmm. They can mark it up to whatever the fuck they want. So the same thing with insurance companies and lab panels. They can decide, oh, I'm going to charge $900 for uh, testosterone because I can. Right. So going into your PCP and saying, I want you to order all these labs is very risky because they can say, sure, why not? And then your insurance may say they'll cover it, but then they at the last minute might be like, yeah, I'm going to deny this. and most pcp doctors are not trained in hormone optimization yeah so they don't care like i won't say the doctors don't care but the the system does not care so much about you being the best that you can be it just cares about you not dying Right. so out of your head right away i tell guys do not think about insurance covering dick because you're just going to go outside of that for anything that requires being optimal right number one number two usually when a guy goes in for the first time to get these labs done, if he's thinking about going on TRT, you want to get LH and FSH, which are the hormones that stimulate uh, sperm and testosterone production from the testicles. Because then you have to first determine if you are hypogonadic or you have hypogonadism, meaning that you're low testosterone, what type of hypogonadism is it? And that is determined with those numbers in addition to total testosterone, free testosterone and six hormone binding globulin that you mentioned. And there's like a whole slew of other things that you can get. Um, and again, the lab panel that you can pay out of pocket can be anywhere from like $300 to like $700, depending on how comprehensive, but at least, you know, that's all you're paying. There's no like surprise bill that comes in the mail. Um, so most doctors like Justin's clinic will run the right labs to determine what the next step is. For you, that included the thyroid panel, which tends to only be TSH, which is one hormone, thyroid stimulating hormone. But for you, it was free T3, free T4, total T3, total T4. That's right. I mean, we can go into a whole uh, explanation of that, but most of the time, if you're going through insurance, you're not going to get something that is that in detail. Right. So if a guy wants to consider testosterone replacement and he goes to a place like the restore clinic, he's going to get the right labs. Most of the time, it's just very incomplete labs or they'll run just total testosterone, which is great. But again, your total testosterone could be 900 and your free testosterone could be in the toilet and you still don't feel good. But because it's 900, they're going to think you're fine. And that goes back to the arbitrary range that we were talking about before, where back in the day, it used to be 350 to like 1100. That's still a very wide range. But if you were 340, you were considered low T. Now that range has since dropped per LabCorp, Quest, and Bioreference, which are like the three main labs. They've dropped those ranges to now the lowest that I've seen is like 187. So you can be a 20... five-year-old man with 190 level testosterone be told be hey normal. you're normal yeah and that's uh, why we don't go through insurance because insurance right. will not accept you as qualified for treatment if you fall anywhere within that range whereas somewhere someplace like justin's clinic if you are 400 and you have free tea of like five hey you're probably a candidate for testosterone sure. replacement you know sure it, it goes more by subjective measurements than the objective. Like, yeah, labs do mean something, but if you still feel horrible and you need symptom resolution and your symptom resolution occurs at a testosterone replacement level over a thousand with a free T level of in the, uh, two hundreds, then that's what you need.
0: Yep. And I will say that it's, it's a pretty easy process. I'll kind of explain the process really, really quickly. Um, in terms of like going through somebody like Justin, the membership is not expensive. And um, the membership also includes whatever um, hormone he might have you on, yeah. You know whether it be testosterone or he's got me on glutathione, you know, all that other stuff will come with, well, actually the glutathione is additional. Um, but in terms of the labs, the labs are not that expensive. I think I paid 200 bucks for a complete panel, which is actually more than I paid for the deductible Through my doctor (laughs) with insurance. Yeah. And I think I had to run an antibody test for the thyroid. Yep. And that cost me like $40. You know? So I literally pay Justin or his company, the Restore Clinic. They put the whole referral through, um, he uses LabCorp. Yep. I go to LabCorp, bring the referral sheet. I'm in and out of there in five minutes. It's the quickest thing ever. so So easy. You know? And I don't know why more people don't do that. It's just so simple. So if he's like, tells me I need something, I'm just like, all right, fine. I'm just going to go get it. You know, I literally can go take 20 minutes because I know I'm going to walk right in there and I'm just going to get it done, you know? and
1: Yeah. You have to find the right. First of all, he's, he's telemedicine licensed in your state right? and it's finding the right practitioner and the right person who knows. And I think that's part of the reason why people seek me out too, because I've developed a relationship with providers that actually know what the hell they're doing. That's right. Like you can go to a lot of clinics that really don't know what they're doing. I've gotten in a lot of arguments with them, and I yep. think I piss them off quite often with <laughs> <laughs> some of my podcasts and <laughs> statements on uh, Instagram, but um, part that's part of why I spent years, and I've spent thousands in labs going through the process of all different types of doctors just to understand how they do things, and then have several practitioners based on where a, per- a person is and based on what they need, and knowing Justin specializes in thyroid, I was like, you have to see him. Yeah. You know, he nailed it
0: right off the bat too. Yeah. You know what I mean, and he was just like, yeah, Chad, it's just what it is, man. I'm like, that's cool. Like he was just as blunt to me as you were. And that's what I appreciated out of the whole thing. I wasn't like, dude, don't like, let's not do this ring a rosy thing. Just yeah. tell me what the deal is so I can just take care of this crap. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, um, but in terms of like the lab values for like, say testosterone, right? Like what's like, uh, somebody's looking at it. What's a, what's a, an acceptable number, if you will, for nowadays on testosterone.
1: So usually it's considered if a guy is like total 500 plus or free T fr- free T3, free testosterone around like 25, 30, 35, like that's where you're going to get somebody more if they're on TRT. Um, but if they have a free T level that is mid range or higher, and then their total is probably 500 or above, usually they feel okay. Yeah, um, I have some guys that come in naturally at that i've had some outliers where they're like 70 years old and they come in at like that but hey i don't know whatever they did it's great um but it's also symptomatic as well sure so it's like cool you have these numbers if you do anything now you it, it may bother something else up the chain or down the chain sure so somebody might not need trt right away it's probably inevitable they will go on it like i've said before but I would say if they feel good and there's no complaints, then status quo, keep doing what you're doing, which includes all the lifestyle stuff and the training and the nutrition, because that's all stuff you're going to have to do anyway, even if you do go on TRT.
0: Yeah. And I would say, I mean, a lot of this stuff, you can't even really base off symptoms in terms of especially thyroid, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was the one thing Justin was like you feeling okay? I'm like, I feel amazing. Well, you're
1: like the opposite. Like most people with "Ah, hashies, like don't feel good. It's crazy. Can't lose weight. (laughs) Nope. I don't
0: have any problems. I would have never have known actually. And you know, part of me was just like, ah, it's probably just a bad test. But then I'm like, (laughs) after I slept on, I'm like, that's what it is. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) it's all good. Um, but it, it was kind of interesting because I would have never have gotten any testing done. Like if I didn't want to do it like proactively. So I think that like the awareness piece, like even if you're feeling good, you probably should still get something done because you don't know. You don't know what the hell's going on.
1: And then you get a baseline too. That's right. So that like, it, it's like waiting till you're thirsty to drink something. It's already too late. That's right. You're dehydrated. So that's right. Get it done just to get it done. See where you're at. It's a sh- snapshot in time. It's not like, you know, your death sentence or whatever for the rest of your life. Hey, I was this in, uh you know, 2022 and 2023. Now all of a sudden my testosterone's plummeted. And I feel like it does. Okay, cool. At least we have something to base that off of. Or what a lot of guys will will do, but not necessarily say, is they'll self-medicate and go on testosterone. And then they're like, I've never done labs. And they're afraid to go to a clinic where it's okay. There's tons of guys that do that. You're just changing your management from yourself to an actual clinic. But a lot of guys will do that because they get denied. Or they don't know who to go to, or they don't know what to do, but they know they should be on testosterone, which is very common, but they, they don't talk about it because they're afraid and they think that it's bad. Right. But that is very common. There's a lot of underground, especially in other countries too. Internationally, it is so difficult to get testosterone for so many guys that they just end up going on uh black market. Yeah. Because yeah. that's their only choice. Sure. You know, so.
0: Sure. Oh man! All right. Well, I think that's probably good on the lab <laughs> portion. I think everybody got the point on that one. I only got a couple more questions for you. I think sure. the 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 one question that I want I want to kind of bring it back towards you is um, like, what's your favorite like group or athlete or person? Like, who's your like avatar that you like love to work with?
1: I thought you'd say love. I'm like, oh. I love Dana Lynn Bailey, but I can't work with uh, her. <laughs> she
0: is pretty badass.
1: Um, I I would say. Because naturally it has been, people have said like, oh, I see you as somebody who has been through this cycle of trying to get to next level lean, but then have to go through a a cycle of adding calories and you've walked the walk and then you can take me to the next level. This is what guys have told me. Sure. As well as the guy who feels lost because he knows he's low T, doesn't know who to go to and needs to dial stuff in. Many women get pegged with under eating and over training. And I've said many guys do the same thing. They just don't talk about it. None of my guys with the exception of maybe a few have come to me eating enough, especially in protein for what they're doing activity wise. So I get a lot of guys who are military or retired military or, um, maybe CrossFit reformed CrossFit yeah, athletes yeah. or other fitness professionals. I have 13 coaches, four of you who were here, Yeah. um, who are my clients as well. So I like working with like the hardworking type A, like I'm kind of lost dude. Um, cause that's how I feel. But as a woman, like I don't sure. feel like a dude, but I think that that type of uh, demographic, I think people who want to get next level lean, but just don't know how. I like that science experiment. I love that. But it's not an experiment cause I've learned enough now from my coach, how to craft that and set that path because you have no choice and nowhere else to go. So guess what? We're in this for the long haul. This is not like a three month, like we're going to rectify everything bad you've done. Like you've taken X amount of years or months to get to where you are. And I'm like, yo, come hang out with me for a year. Cause that's the minimum amount of time this is going to take. <laughs> I'm five years into this. I know it took my coach at least nine months to get me to eat more. I was very, very stubborn and resistant yeah, for sure. But I knew I had nowhere else to go. I had no other choice. I've tried everything else so yeah that's like the long-winded uh answer so
0: when you when you first met me did you think i was full of shit what do you mean like after i had that conversation i was like yeah i'm already pretty like strict on my diet and like i'm pretty regimented you were probably like yeah bro i've heard this like a million times
1: (laughs) well i was like yeah let me see but then (laughs) that's also why i have people log food and i was like all right i mean you're you're one of the few people that i will let take a week or so and not track because i know that you're consistent
0: yeah that's one thing i'm so, not great with
1: but if like, i need the data yeah you're right on that's it, right you know yeah but no i but yeah. i
0: eat the same shit every day it's but it's just a copy it's just a copy forward kind of thing i know <laughs> but I'm there still are a lot of it.
1: guys that say like yeah, yeah i'm very regimented and eat clean and i'm just like okay let me see and it still isn't enough food for right. what they're doing right Right. you know or the like pretend they're fasting and then it's like calories are all over the place. I'm like, all right, we got to clean this up. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. So going through this whole experience, especially like getting to this level of like leanness, leanness, if you will, um, there's definitely been some hacks that I've had to make in terms of like satisfying some urges, whether it be snacks or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a whole huge ass pan of sugar-free jello. That's always (laughs) in my fridge. Um, are there any like food hacks that are your favorite that are great for people that are kind of like in this situation that you just love?
1: So like you mentioned, Jello, which I think is disgusting, but I've learned to like it because it's not that bad. It's yeah. Like yeah. they actually make Starburst sugar-free Jello on Amazon that someone turned that. me on to. Yeah. So that's one of them. Um, another one is eating like a lot of vegetables if your stomach can handle it. So yeah. I know personally, you and I are not yeah, like it big veggie people. Doesn't work with me. But that will work for some people. Yeah. Um, nicotine patches or nicotine gum helps suppress the appetite. <laughs> There's a whole slew of stimulants. I mean, listen, I am very transparent with the fact sure. that I have a fridge full of energy drinks in our garage. Same. Like I have one every day. Yep. Um, caffeine does really well at suppressing appetite. If you take ADD drugs, then if you have access to that, whatever, do your own thing. Sure. That helps too. I have sure. Adderall. I will take Adderall. That helps my appetite. Yeah. Um, I have been diagnosed with ADD. It's not like I bought the Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> but again, if somebody did, I don't judge. Do what sure. you want to do. Sure. Um, I have actually created a ebook and it's free. So I'm not like trying to promote it, but yep. it's called Meathead Food Hacks specifically for this That's question. Right. So there's a protein pudding that I make where it's, casein protein uh, powder, which is a little bit thicker than normal whey protein. But if you add gelatin, like sugar, not sugar-free, plain gelatin powder, like for cooking, and then you let it sit in the fridge, the volume of pudding that you get is huge. And I found uh, cookies and cream food extract. Put that in there with this black dark chocolate cocoa powder. And it's like Oreo It doesn't taste like an Oreo, but it tastes close enough to like, when you, you know, when you diet, anything that's sweet tastes good.
0: Yep. That's Um, very true.
1: Which I found that these are much easier ways to satisfy cravings than like back in the day when I used to put like Splenda on tilapia, (laughs) (laughs) which is obscene. Like no one should ever do that.
0: That's, I can't (laughs) imagine that that, does that make it any sweeter?
1: It made it sweet. I put cinnamon and Splenda on broccoli. Like this is when I competed and it was just not normal or fun. Um, so, like, protein puddings, jellos, you know, this appetite suppression. one
0: thing that you have me hooked on, because I'm a huge peanut butter person, love peanut butter. And it was hard for me to get rid of the peanut butter because yeah. it's so loaded in calories and fat, right, um, is the B-Fit stuff. So, I have the powdered B-Fit. I mix that with um, almond milk. Yep. And then I put... On your recommendation, sugar-free syrup in there. Yes, and it does. It's the <laughs> oh, bomb. Yes, I don't think I'm going to go back to peanut butter. It's actually really good. Um,
1: I forget about that. Yeah, one. Yeah,
0: it's a good one.
1: Walden Farms I... makes sugar-free syrup. Oh, really? Really? Like, it's the only sugar-free syrup. It's the only product they make that actually tastes good. And you put it in the fridge; it's really thick. Yeah, it's like straight Splenda colored, colored with maple syrup. Like, <laughs> and people who at me about the whole like you know food preservative yeah. or sucralose. Get out of here, okay? They drink alcohol and they do other shit. Like, this is our one. It's not that bad. That's right. Diet soda is another one. Yeah. I think I had every flavor diet soda on earth while I was going through my photo shoot prep because they make, like, zero sugar everything now, which just tastes so much better than the diet. I don't know why. Yep. But, like, the uh, orange one, the root beer, like, all that stuff helps suppress your appetite, you know? so but the Walden Farms mixing the the powdered peanut butter.
0: I'm going to have to look into that. I haven't tried the Walden Farms one but I will say that that b fit stuff is
1: PB pretty fit, good.
0: Yeah. I yeah, PB fit. Yeah, it's I literally mix a whole like container of it and just put it in my fridge. <laughs> That's I how I make um
1: I made a, a peanut uh like satay uh, or a peanut sauce, like a yeah, Thai yeah, peanut yeah, sauce. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then oh, another hack, sorry. Miracle noodles. Oh, yeah. I I you did you send me
0: those. Yeah. Yep. I haven't tried those yet.
1: They're they're made out of cognac flour, which is like a higher fiber, does not bother the gut. Yeah. So it looks like spaghetti. It does not give you the same satisfaction, I would say, as spaghetti, but it is very like voluminous. So you feel like you're eating a lot more. And it, it actually solves the problem of like, I have chicken, I have peanut sauce, where do I pour it? Oh, on these noodles. They have the
0: rice stuff too. How is that compared to the noodles? Do you like I mean, the noodles better? The texture's
1: weird, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. like actual rice. It's a little bit rubbery. Yeah. But I like it.
0: I think it adds substance, especially if like you're already in like that depleted state. Anything tastes Anything tastes good. really
1: good. <laughs> yeah. I mean we're probably weird
0: Anybody but... that could be like as sick to get this far yeah. into the conversation and be like, I want that food hack is definitely getting the the benefit out of this people
1: probably are listening to this like what the fuck yeah (laughs)
0: these people are so weird
1: (laughs) or rotisserie chicken you sit down with a whole rotisserie chicken like you know stuff like that i think a lot of things that you and i think of people never think of and that's kind of why i made that ebook because i was like all right there are other things that you can try um that are like Franken foods like eat me guilt-free makes a protein brownie. Is it the same thing as a brownie? No. Is it close enough? Yes. They make it out of egg whites and like whey protein powder. So.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like the, the big misconception that a lot of people have a hard time with is like, they know that there are some foods that are healthy, but probably not the best for you to be eating if you're looking to reach a certain goal, right? Like, yeah, bananas are great for you. Yes. Grapefruit is great for you. Yes. You know, watermelon is great for you, but If you're throwing that all together, it's got a shit ton of... I had a client one time and she was like, yeah, I make this smoothie in the morning. I put a little um, protein in there. I'm like, cool. She's like, I put a little almond milk and then I do berries, bananas and all this bullshit. And I'm like, great, let's add this up. I'm going (laughs) to add this up right in front of you so you can see what that is. You know what I mean? And she's like, holy shit, I didn't realize I was taking in like 100 grams of carbs and like a million grams of sugar in this one smoothie. Is it a healthy smoothie? Yeah. But it's not going to help you reach your goals. You know what I mean? So... And it's it's interesting when when people start kind of really diving into it and and that's i that's my favorite part, but my I'm like you, I like to work with the people that are really just sick in the head and they're just like they'll take it to that next level, <laughs> yeah, not where like every week I have to be like we talked about this last week, you know, we talked yeah. about this already. Like, I feel like it's a broken record, broken record, broken record. You know what I mean? And it's always an excuse as to why we didn't do it or why we didn't do it, you know? And and those are the things that I think about when I'm working with you. I'm like, I don't want to be that broken record. I want to be that like person that does what they say they're going to do. Cause that's what I want to, you know, hear from my clients, you know? So
1: but if you are the respected. broken record, I will tell you. I know you you're
0: would. The <laughs> I know record. you would. And you—that's where you're better than me, because I—I'll kind of beat around that bush and be like, "We kind of talked about this. Let's go over it again." You'll be like, "Chad, what the fuck?" Like, I, know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know.
1: <laughs> I, I have colleagues that are that are—I I guess the word would be less abrasive than sure, than sure, I sure. am. Um, I, I don't. I, I granted, I do have some clients I have to be more gentle sure. with and coddle a little bit more. But then as they get to know my approach. Um, that's why I love like people who know what I'm about referrals can be tough if they've never like heard of you or know anything about me because they're like what the fuck just right. happened like right. um, but usually it's guys who listen to a podcast of right. mine and they're like okay talk to me like you do on the podcast you know with being that direct but I personally will really appreciate when someone's up front with me and call me out on my shit yeah. and say this is what you have to do versus dancing around it and then i have to figure it out I, i'm not good at picking up on hints right i just need you to tell me that's right so people usually seem to appreciate truth maybe it's hard to hear but they do appreciate that like i right. had a, a come to jesus moment where i used to get very angry that people would not take care of their bodies and and we go to disney a lot and at disney yeah. you see a lot of fried food oh and, yeah and stuff like that and i would be like they could be so much healthier they got you the know? turkey
0: legs there though
1: those are like a thousand calories i know
0: in. Those are sweet.
1: But then you see it filter into yeah. the family and I feel totally. bad for the kids. Yeah. And I'm like, these kids yeah. are going to grow up obese. I know. And both Charlie and my friend Gil, who's a, a medical provider, were like, you you can't project what you get angry at on others and want it more for them than they want it for themselves. Right. If they want help, they'll ask you. And I'm like, I know. But it, and they're like, stop, Allie. Yeah. Because it's wasted energy to get. Angry at that, you know, and I I I noticed
0: that too at at Disney. But I also noticed that when I was on a cruise like five years ago with my wife, and we were sitting like, have you ever been on? You probably been on a cruise. I've never been on a cruise. No. My God, there's like this like um, it's like a food court right that you'd like see in the mall. Everybody goes and they just all eat the same place, whatever. And my wife and I were sitting there, and I'm like, damn, this is sad. Like people were coming in barely able to walk, or you would see them come in two or three times in like the half an hour that you're there. Or they're going up for seconds, thirds, fourth, and you're like, "Dude, what's
1: up?" <laughs> like,
0: it's it's bad. It gives you like a you're like, "Wow, this is really what's wrong with the world." You know what I mean? And and you know, like you said, you know, some of those people don't care. They're just like, "Whatever, I'm fine with that." I you mean, know? I
1: wish I had that confidence to I know to be able. And granted, I love cinnamon rolls, but I can't finish one anymore. And and yeah. I don't know. I know food is very social, and I don't I don't see it as a social thing anymore. Sure, I used to. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I try not to get as upset I as know. I used to. And I don't, I won't judge somebody that I am close with. If they want help, then I'll absolutely, I'll be there in a heartbeat to help yep. them, you know. But like, you just can't want something more than somebody wants it for themselves. That's right. In any aspect.
0: I so. agree. Well, I am looking forward to all that in the winter. I already told you I'm going for it this winter. Oh, I'm um, like, don't worry. Uh, like, I want to hit 250. I want to hit 250. And you weigh what right now? Uh, 220. So 30 pounds. So every time I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could eat that pizza or I wish I could have this or I wish I could have that. I'm like, this winter, I'm going yeah,
1: to. Then you'll be like, can I stop eating the pizza, <laughs> Allie? Like, when can I diet, please? I know, and, I know. You know,
0: I told Allie, I was like, listen, I want to like sit there and just like be sweating because I'm just like <laughs> so calorie riched, you know? just absorbing it all but anyways that's my plan for the winter so um last question mm-hmm. you and i are big bang fans mm-hmm. what's your favorite flavor of bang
1: oh, someone asked me this oh a, really on instagram the other day and i was like you know what i actually really like the chocolate one they came out oh, with.
0: oh is that the coffee one
1: no it, it's chocolate um i forget the name of it oh. chocolate culotte or something I haven't seen that one. different from the coffee ones okay. it has a really weird taste at first but then i'm like i really like
0: it interesting
1: that and like pina colada is really good, and then the radical yeah. skedaddle. So I can't pick just yeah, one, but yeah, I, I'm digging the chocolate right now.
0: Have you had the cherry vanilla one? I have. Uh, that one's my favorite, I only because I like Dr. Pepper. It's
1: oh, kind of like a Dr. Doc- right. It's
0: kind of like a Dr. Pepper.
1: I made Jello shots with cherry vanilla Jello and cherry vanilla Bang uh, when we went to a pitbull concert once, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I had a little too many, and that's why I can't have the cherry vanilla. I got vanilla. you. No, I, I
0: got you. There's definitely certain alcohols I can't even smell anymore without getting nauseous. <laughs> all right. So I want to just kind of talk about a few things that you have going on. You have the new gorilla Coaching Program that yes. you just, you just launched it.
1: It will be launching next month. Next
0: month. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll link all that stuff in the show notes. And then you have, do you still have the testosterone school going on?
1: Not live now, Okay. but if somebody wants it, they can message me.
0: Okay. I will put all that stuff in the show notes too, because testosterone school, I actually went through and it's like a crash course on testosterone everything. really yeah everything you know um so it was a good introduction but it's also a good wealth of knowledge that you can get if especially if you're you know in that mindset right now i think it's great um where can people find you ali i know you've got instagram yep you've got your website um
1: they can find me mostly on instagram okay at the ali gilbert ali not i am ali gilbert so yeah. the Gilbert. Um, <laughs> And pretty much that's where most of my content's posted. I'm on Facebook too; they can find me there. And my website is allie gilbertcom gotcha. And so, in, and also in October, at the end of October, I have the oh, Silverback Summit. That's right,
0: the Silverback Summit. Yeah, that's which is right. an in-person uh,
1: event. So, any of you guys listening, it's for men in South Florida. So South Florida at the end of October, oh my God, if you play golf or if you just want to get away, it's freaking awesome. And it is three days of my most trusted practitioners, Justin included, who will be speaking on everything related from prostate cancer, cardiovascular health, testosterone replacement. I'll be talking about fitness and nutrition. I have another fit pro coming to talk about that. All the questions that guys want to know the answer to, but don't really know who to turn to, sure. they can get it there. And I have social activities planned and everything and uh, bourbon tasting, barbecue, like ton of man shit. That's I think the awesome. guys will Tons be bringing, of man shit. They'll be bringing cigars because that I don't know where to go for, but <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's all live, right? That's not, all live okay. in person, yeah. Yep. I'll put I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, I I may go to that. We'll see. The week after that I'm actually gonna be down there again because I'm going down there for a week's vacation with fam. Just stay? I know. I wish. <laughs> I wish I could do that. That would be awesome. So we'll see. We'll see what's gonna happen there. But anything else that you got coming up or anything that you want to add that I might have missed?
1: No, I think that's all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All it's right. Covered a lot. I good. know, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I, think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm gonna eat my next meal.
1: Have some nicotine. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. So thank you, Allie. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and we'll uh we'll look forward to seeing you at the Silverback Summit. Thank you for joining us in The Rack this week. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also find us online at proformptma.com or on social media at proformptma. And remember, if you train inside The Rack,
1: you better be thinking outside The Rack.